Bagora. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Chatting Pictures Podcast, sponsored by Hang Sandwich T-Shirts. High-quality apparel, fast delivery. Will you? Funny, funny Irish T-Shirts. Knock it. Quality apparel, fast delivery. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to a special Halloween spooky edition Whoa. of Chatting <laughs> Pictures. So, Iha Hauna Shona Dove, everyone. And I want all of you to carve out your turkeys. No. Pumpkins? No. Turnips. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, Get yes. that turnabout, yes. carve it, for this is the original Irish holiday. We'll, we'll take a turnabout, getting our turnips out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Marty tried to get something else out, not the turnips. <laughs> well, it's National Coming Out Day today. Yeah, okay. It is. So, uh, get your turnips out, get them to come out. I'm afraid I'm terrible at this presenting gig when I haven't had gin. Yeah, I think we need to oil up here, do we? Yeah. But somebody exactly. needs to drive me home, so... <laughs> <laughs> this week we're joined by our panellist, artist William Devine, as I like to call your eminence. I like your eminence? Oh yeah, I see what you've done there compared to... I like to call myself a fallen angel, morning. A fallen angel? Yes. Have you been up to anything exciting this week? This week? Uh, no, I had I did pump carving. Pump a carving? Carve a pumpkin this week. And it's got a picture of um, Steve... What do you call him? What do you call the guy? Steve O'Brien. No, I was going to say Steve Buscemi, but it's not Steve Buscemi. It's a... Uh, what do you call your guy that was the bad guy on, under siege? Yeah. This, <laughs> the film of Macca doesn't know. Tommy Lee Jones? No, it wasn't Nick Nolte either. Come back to me, Marty. I'll think it was Nick. I'll come back to you. And next, we've also got James McAnaspe, actor, screenwriter, podcaster, YouTuber, YouTuber, the regular, the rapper. The rapper. Culture rap is apparently coming. This isn't cool G rap. This is culture rap. You didn't do the fucking drop. Sorry. Jesus. Him giving me jip about discipline on the mic. (laughs) Culture rap is coming. This isn't cool G rap, this is culture rap. For smoking a spliff when you're hitting the dip. To turn up the bass and the bar on, we'll have another go when you're out on. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's also the regular Dolores Van Cartier of the uh, podcast. Indeed, Sister, Sister Mary, what's her face to me? <laughs> Sister Mary Clarence. Clarence, Clarence yeah. Oh, it's Gary Bussey, by the way. Gary Bussey. Gary Bussey, I've got a, a pumpkin that looks like Gary Bussey for Halloween. I've actually never heard of it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will carve it and it'll look like someone else. So this week we are reviewing The Devil's Doorway. Have you watched it yet? Uh, oh fuck, I forgot to this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all had a we all had a divine screening. We did. Yes, we had all in the drunk wind picture house. Yeah, it was a Halloween, it's very spooky. Michael likes to get naked when it gets spooky for some reason, so it's the ambience is even scarier than usual. It's just unfortunate for the audience we didn't bring a camera this week. Uh, true, and he is a beast. Yeah, scary as well. So in 1960s Northern Ireland? Is it supposed to be Northern Ireland? Here, hold on a second. Here, I don't like this already. Cut! <laughs> <laughs> in 1960s Ireland? Did it say Northern Ireland in the it, first one? It says on the, yeah, it but does. There's there no indication that is Northern I think they said that because she got money from Northern Ireland. Where? From. The Occupied Six Counties? The Occupied Six Counties screen. <laughs> <laughs> so in the 1960s, in the Occupied Six Counties, Father Thomas Riley and Father John Thornton are dispatched by the Vatican to investigate the reports of a miracle. A statue of the Virgin Mary was weeping blood at a remote Catholic asylum for a moral woman. I actually don't think that's actually right. Is that. What the description or the yeah the description? You know, what, what? How would you rephrase it? I would say in nineteen sixties, in the occupied six counties, Father Thomas Riley and Father John Thornton had dispatched to a Magdalen laundry to investigate reports of a miracle. Yeah. Yep. So armed with the sixteen millimeter film cameras to record their findings, the priests instead discover a depraved horror show of sadistic nuns, Satanism, and demonic possession. Supernatural forces are not at work here. But they are not the doing of God. 
Well, see, Michael and Laundries would mean nothing to an audience outside Ireland. I don't know. I think everyone knows about the Michael and Laundries. Do you think this was uh, filmed at Tomb? Tomb? Tomb. No, I checked. Well, I checked like, to see where the location was, and I could only find one that was like a mansion that used to be lo- owned by the so-called Lord Castle Ray in Belfast somewhere. Do you know his address? Uh... Greater Belfast area. <laughs> he obviously doesn't live there anymore. The roof caved in the day after they filmed the scene. Uh huh. So, but all I, 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 yeah, I couldn't find to see where the rest of, you know, the, um, the catacombs, were. Well, the catacombs, yeah. Uh, well, I was going to suggest, uh, because the film the budget was quite limited, um, and anything filmed with North with six counties, not quite six counties, it's screen only. It's usually in and around Belfast, so... Of course, in and around Belfast. You can never let the money go west to the Phoenix. No, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make sure we hire all the British Legion to be all the extras, because, you know, otherwise you might be an accidental Catholic or something. Like that. Exactly. <laughs> Even though I thought there, that there Catholic priest did sound very Protestant to me. <laughs> uh, well, no, uh, well, when we get to the film, I do want to bring up this performance, actually, but... Uh, no, continue, so, continue so this, uh, this film actually, interestingly, made about 550,000 US dollars at the box office, of which 516,000 were brought in from Brazil. Brazil? Yeah. yeah. Well. So it was a big hit there. It does remind me somewhat of uh, the highly successful Spanish films, The Orphanage. Ah. Uh, I don't remember that one. Do they speak Portuguese in Brazil, though? They do, yeah. <laughs> Are they not? Well, they just it's a big Christian country, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's a big Catholic country. Yeah. But I don't. I still don't think they would know an even a big Catholic country in Brazil or Magdalene Laundry would be. So well, how did probably the Mag- familiar with the idea of a house for fallen women. Mm. How did the Magdalene sisters do in Brazil? I don't know. We're bound to have a lot of... Um... Well, we'll wait for the Magdalene sisters episode to get that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Um, so, who is talking about what today? Well, I usually do the actors, but yes. Mackie knows all these actors and has many grudges to air his dirty laundry in public, so he, he's doing it. Come into my Magdalene laundry, Mackie, and air your dirty laundry. You air the dirty laundry. I will clean it up for you. I'll get some wench over here. And, uh... Uh, well, the, uh, the, the ones I have with the actors aren't actually bad stories. Uh, so I just wanted to... Oh, the actors in the bad stories? Just no. like the Catholic Church, covering up, covering Cover, up covering everything, up. sweep everything fa- under the carpet. Well, all the bad stuff ha- happens from above, as it as does in every imperialist institution, do you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> but uh, the young priest, John, was played by Kieran Flynn, um, who is a, a local actor, whose who biggest role, arguably, was in the uh, Russell Crowe Robin Hood movie, uh, where he played the... the I was going to say the leader of the Lost Boys, but it's not the Lost Boys in Robin Hood, it's the Merry... The Merry Men, yeah. It's hardly the leader of the Merry Men, either 12 or something like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> who, who did he play? Like Will Scarlet or something? No, he was a, he was a kid, like, he was a kid character. Like, he was, uh, uh, but that was such a forgettable film that I can't really remember. But uh, <laughs> but I made a, a fanfic Lord of the Rings movie with him, where I played an orc. And it's, uh, you could find it on YouTube. I, like, I actually didn't think you could get any uglier, but uh, you as an orc is actually pretty... Scary. Uh, well, it was uh, save money on the makeup budget. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we had uh, there's a small role for Kathy Brennan Bradley who uh, who starred in my Magnum Opus, sitting up for Michael. She was in the Belfast version of that. Uh, do you remember which character she would play? What character did she play? Mm. Give me a clue. It was one of them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I I've seen it in London, so I can't. Uh, I yeah, wasn't in the London. I version, saw it a couple so. of times, and I'm trying to think. What woman was in it? I remember the daughter was in it, and then there was the young girl who was who used to go out with your character, the character you played, and went out with like the grandchild. But what other lady was there? Was she the one? With, was she doing tea for everybody? That's the one. Yeah. Yes. She was the the proof of Mrs. Doyle. No, she was very good, and uh, she was very uh, she was good to work with and everything, and she was very supportive and all. And so it was nothing but good. Uh, Good uh, sentences for Kathy Gordon Bradley. Uh, there was also uh, one of the extras was in my Father Ted podcast. I, I spotted Victoria E. Armstrong in there. Uh, she ran a comedy club or a, a comedy show, like a dinner theatre show, that I performed a couple of things with her. And obviously did the podcast as well. But she didn't seem to have a speaking role, as far as I could tell. 
Like, do you remember when they were all queuing up to give yeah. them blood tests? She yeah. was at the front of the queue. Ah, oh, right, yeah. And I was expecting her to have something then to do afterwards. Uh, but because then it looked like she was crying in the next scene, and I thought, oh, she's the one that sent a letter to the bishop in the first place. Yeah. But then it didn't. Did it sound like her voice? And uh, not really. No, she also has a quite distinctive voice. But uh, we'll have to get her to clear this up. Yeah, yeah. In the show notes, check the show notes. Check the show notes. And later, well. To go into the, the, the actors, I've never actually met Lila Roddy, but I have to say his performance in this was actually class. Uh, you could sort of t- you could sort of believe everything he was saying. And who did he play? The old priest. The old priest. Father John Thornton. Thomas Riley. Was it Thomas Riley? Yeah. So is the other one that played? Yeah, so it was. Because uh, I was going to say, because I had to look up, because his name was John Thornton. I was like, is that the same name as the, the quiet man, but it was Sean Thornton? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was the old priest. Yeah. And then the mother spirit is played by Helena Berine, who I'm not familiar with. I thought she was quite good. Uh, she was good. Um, the I don't I don't recognize her or anything. Uh, what's she known for? Just very quickly on IMDb, uh, the Devil's Doorway. Is that it? <laughs> Uh, well, I've uh, just spun another movie called Made in Belfast, which we'll have to go on the list because it's apparently uh, legendarily bad and I haven't actually seen Who's it. Who's that? Jillian Anderson, no? No, I think Colin Meany might be in it. Is it uh, kind of like the legendary bad Made in Manhattan sequel? Oh, wait, I see. I saw uh, Made in Belfast about two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're well, correct, Michael, in your estimation of what the film's going to be like. Yeah, so that, that's all I know, but I remember... A few people like again and you were getting this this role and I couldn't get a fucking role in this and uh, it turned out it was legendarily bad but uh, we'll come to that in the Belfast episode there's a few of your house in it so guy. where's the dirt I was promised dirt that's why I set up this podcast yeah, that's the dirt dirt. in the well, we'll not have to introduce the director first <laughs> <laughs> I think well, yeah, so uh, can you tell us a little bit about the director of this movie yes I can tell you that uh her name is Ashlyn Clark. Do you pronounce it's N N at the end? Ashlyn. Well, see, I was just. I don't think she's ever called anyone up for the pronunciation of her first name. But, Has she not? Uh, no. Has she called anyone up for the pronunciation of her second name? Not that I'm aware of. Clark. Uh, well, it's got an E at the end. Uh. Well, actually, I'll not say that because I can't verify that, and I can't remember if it's true or not. <laughs> uh, I was about to say I think she changed her name but no, might be thinking of somebody else so never mind forget that bit okay, okay right let's uh, rub so, my hands in glee here uh, let's come into my confessional right well I've got my nail file here so sharpen up my yeah. picture because <laughs> we're going scrabbing <laughs> you know apparently according to this movie that's a sign that you've been possessed well possibly possibly uh, but this movie um, is it's a, it's a very justifiably angry movie about the Catholic Church, and she makes a point of pointing out how uh, the long Magdalene asylums were pretty much just the exploitation of workers. And yet, and yet, here we are, 15 years after she got famous doing the Wireless Mystery Theatre, theater, starring none other than yours truly. I'm yet to see my fucking check here. Really? Where the fuck is my goddamn check? Uh, no, we meant the Wireless Mystery Theatre, so. Number one, I believe, was an unlicensed version of 39 Steps that she literally just took the radio play off and, uh, and just made us sail the lines as if we were in a radio production with an audience in front of us. So the unique selling point was that somebody was doing the sound effects on the mic in front of you, mm-hmm. which was quite, quite a good little uh, uh, thing to do. Uh, we were in, what was it, Chili Fest back in like 2013 or something. Um, actually, actually, longer than a lot longer than that. Um, but it was like a, a canopy tent, and we sold it out like three days in a row. And we were all doing this, you know, without getting paid, and money hadn't even come up yet. And then she said, oh, well, what's going to happen with the money? Well, we're going to invest it, and we're going to, uh, we're going to put it back into the company. So we thought, okay, well, we'll expect a phone call then from when your next production is, and we'll all get our rewards. Nobody, as far as I'm aware, hardly any of the actors from the, the productions in that festival, and also no alibis, were sold out about three days in a row. None of us were called again uh, to work with her again. She just fucking started working with somebody who already had a fucking paid gig. So she wrote you all off? So basically, she used us uh, and our abilities to get her to a position where then she could start fucking naming her price as to what she got paid mm-hmm. and then just use, like, you know, working actors already 
just to, you know, and then just fucking completely forgot about it. And yeah, I'm pretty sure she fucking absolutely despises me, and I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> we did have a house party in, in her house after the uh, production. Did she know it was going to be in her house, or did you tell everybody back to go back to her house for the party? Uh, I'm going to suggest, because since I don't know where she lives or didn't at the time and couldn't tell you now, that she involved in one. So were you invited to this uh, house party? Yeah, well, it was a, uh, you know, it was an after show party, post, yeah. what the rap party. Rap party. Was it bring your own booze or she at least provide that? Well, that was the problem. You see, I did bring my own booze and I bought like a 24 deck or something and I put it in her fridge. Now, this is added on to all the beers I would have had at the pub and all that there, so I probably was fucking ridiculously drunk. <laughs> but she fucking went and hid me beers. What? What? And, uh, what do you mean? Like I was, I was pretty drunk, like, and I was just throwing them back because I was stupid. I was like fucking twenty three from the time, and uh, but yeah, and I was like, where the fuck's all my beers? And she just, everyone just denied fucking knowledge. I was like, I know I fucking put them in there. I've literally there's about seven beers of an eight, whatever it was, an eight deck or twenty four deck or whatever. There was like, I don't really got two of them out of it, uh, and it fucking disappeared, and uh, she never really spoke to me again. So she's just a real. Um, steals your talent and steals your beer. Steals your beer. I don't know what's worse. Yeah, I don't know, yeah. What's more, what's, the what's more, more valuable probably? I was going to say, what's more valuable? <laughs> uh, so yeah, so she started promoting this movie a couple of years ago and uh, I found it was hard to sort of watch this objectively. I have been able to watch today objectively, but you know, I've been very... Did you, um, did you get on the Twitter sphere when it was coming out and do some... Well see, I didn't. Because I thought that would be more detrimental to my own, uh, to my own journey, and now I'm thinking I was such a fucking little dick. I should have just fucking, I should have just fucking threw everything onto the public sphere, <laughs> and just see what happens. Like because I didn't get any fucking roles anyway. By being like, nice. Being a good boy, like do you know what I mean? Um. So. I so the old just, adage of like. Uh, just speak your nice truth. Nice people finish last is definitely true. Well, exactly. Yeah. It is true, because they get up in this world, you need to trample on everyone there to get there. <laughs> I don't, that's why I'm sitting here with you. But, uh, <laughs> exactly, Murray. God, I'm very See? bitchy today, I think it's because this movie really done something to me. I think the alcohol usually subdues your <laughs> angriness. Well, what it did was it, was it uh, just expressed how a pyramidic structure of society has just a, a built-in toxicity within it. Exactly, started by the Catholic Church. Can, right? I, can I suggest from now on that we... Get really, really localized films that Maka could have been in but wasn't. Yes. So we can hear more, and more stories. Maka, <laughs> <laughs> yes, like that was some titillating information. Thanks very much for sharing. Yeah. And everyone now knows, don't work as there. Well, exactly. Yeah. Unless you already have fucking three hundred jobs in your CD. Then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, that was that was particularly fucking because she. I can't remember the exact wording, but she said she was investing it, and then we would all be involved. And of course, as soon as she. As soon as you got that money, which would have been an in not insignificant amount, like it would have been at least four figures. Yeah. At least, possibly even five, depending on the ticket price. Uh, you know, and we were expecting to you know get you know, a paid job out of this in the next the next go round, and we were still forgotten about. Mac, I'm sorry for your troubles. Yeah. Well, it's not fair. The world nobody knows the troubles I've seen. But you know what? We will soon find out in forthcoming episodes all the more troubles that you've been through. Well, exactly. And I'm excited to hear those. Don't but forget to like and subscribe. Exactly, like and subscribe. Can you tell us a little bit more about this t-shirt? Um, yes, I've tried to bring together, because we're in Sion, I thought to myself, right, we need to get something that's going to really exacerbate, not exacerbate, it like intensify the horror of this film. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So I think everybody will be very appreciative of the t-shirt design. Well, we can't wait to see it. We well, cannot wait to see it. So that's why I don't want to tell people what it is this time because because it's a horror film. I want them to look at it and get a jump scare straight away. Exactly. Trick or treat. Yes. Trick or treat. Always trick. Always trick. Yes. I'd rather have a treat. I would rather... I don't know why people don't egg the kids that come from the doors. Because it's up to them whether they're getting the trick or treat or not. If you open the door and you like smash an egg in like some toddler's face, that's a trick. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't like it. Why are we importing this fucking shitty American yeah, crap right, yeah. when we've actually got our own proper Halloween tradition? Yeah, I do. I agree with yeah, you. Totally. Yeah. Um, uh, so trick or treat was just like a, a license to be a wee 
the wee fucking toe rag basically wasn't exactly uh, and to feed our fucking obese children with more sugar more to get them more diabetes like exactly yeah like I remember the time I took the non-sugar sweets and I had explosive diarrhea for like a whole day so stay away from those <laughs> <laughs> you should have you rolled that into your trick <laughs> <laughs> but like now it's like illegal to put stuff in the trick or treat bag that might be nice like uh, it's illegal illegal yeah you get really done for it like I've seen it in the Daily Mail a few times oh uh, have you <laughs> Wait, I'm sure when you went around and some cunt would give you fucking monkey nuts and you felt like just throwing eggs over their house anyway. <laughs> what the fuck do you <laughs> Nobody's gonna fucking eat this shit, fuck's sake. We never I never was trick or treating. We never went trick or treating, no. no. There was trick or treaters up at our house once and we lived about three miles outside of town in the middle of the country, like. Yeah. I don't know how he was, why they came to us. We were living in the tree house at the back of the yard, that's <laughs> No, they were under the basement. Speaking Sorry. of which, uh, Andreas is coming to the Finerland soon, morning. I don't know if that's the case or not. <laughs> well, I thought Austrians love trick or treating basements. Oh, he's coming over for uh, he's coming over for a month. Um, <laughs> is he making a second? Uh, Does that mean he's gonna yeah he's gonna make a second buy on the second buy on the podcast? I think he will come and buy onto the podcast. Yeah, but I don't know what film we'll do. Maybe we should do room. We should yeah, do room. Do like small and small close spaces there. Don't I know, and he's gonna upset. He's gonna upset the. The balance we've we've struck up exactly this, this long this long you know gestating balance <laughs> that we've taken decades to forge. <laughs> well, talk about gestation. Yes. What about the film? How did we all find the film? Um, I want to let your I want to hear yours because we're actually all these none of us have seen this before. This is actually a no. unique scenario where we haven't actually seen the movie at some point in our lives before. So, Mario, I want your hot take first. Right, I think this film was absolute shite. I've never actually seen anything fucking worse in my entire life. I was lying on the sofa, I was so bored. I was like, please, someone put me out of my misery. I actually wish the devil himself came to fucking take me to hell if I wasn't already in it. <laughs> so you like this? <laughs> Five out of ten. <laughs> oh my god, like, it's just like... Everything was just so tropey, like, um, okay, yeah, and the jump scares were crap, yeah, you know, yeah, and do you know what, I don't give a fuck about nuns, like, who cares about scary nuns, I want to see happy nuns, I want to see sister act nuns, I don't want to see some bleeding some woman sitting there just because she's never had a man in her entire life and she's sitting there going, slap, 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 and you know, I didn't like, obviously they're trying to, obviously this, I think this woman who directed this must have been a person. Because, <laughs> no, it's true, she must have been, because at the end of the day, right, she's just got a disdain for the Catholic Church, right? So what's she going to do? Oh, yeah, let's bring up something that, and the Magdalene's uh, Laundry's last one closed actually in 1996, which is actually is horrific when you think about it. That's something horrific. If you want to scare people, say, what were you people standing by and watching this happen? Not say some bleeding devil child. There wasn't even fucking no devil child, do you know what I mean? What happened when the baby popped out? Who knows? Where was the baby? And then what happened to bleeding nun? That fucking shite. Like, there's literally no story whatsoever at all. And I quite like found footage movies. Like, I love Cloverfield. I thought Cloverfield was actually amazing. Um, but, nah, shite. <laughs> Definitive then? Yeah. Like, like, I just didn't even... There was no point to it. Like, literally... Like, I know, like, the whole thing nowadays when you watch these like crappy horror movies and then you put <laughs> this I would put this in the crappy horror movie section I'm a massive horror buff as I like I love horror movies like I've got every Stephen King book that's ever been written even though he can't finish them there's some really good stories on there yeah. but like this didn't have any story and as I was saying these crappy horror stories they just like leave on the cliffhanger there was no bleeding cliffhanger where was the baby what was the priest what was the bleeding nun there was nothing there was no like did she just, you know, write this on a bleeding single-ply economy toilet paper? Because you know what? I have just a fucking cracker right here. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you've been uh, Okay, so address a few of those. Uh, yes, it was very tropey. Um, like, for example, the bleeding statues. Uh, it's something I've seen in fucking Only Fools and Horses. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but having said that, the iconography was about the Catholic church and the weeping statues is a very famous uh icon of the catholic church and uh i visually i thought it was really good and that the set sets were really good like the, the, the really chose really good like grimy locations um again 
later on, I thought was really good and really sympathetic, sympathetic, believable character. Mm. Uh, they used the 16 mil found footage uh, very creatively to mask the fact that their budget was very limited. Um, but there was times when it was starting, they were starting to you know overstretch it. For example, there was I think about four or five minutes where the entire frame was just pointing at a at a tape reel, uh, and it was just audio for about four or five minutes and just a still image of a tape reel. Yeah. And there was another one. Um, uh, I can't remember, well, uh, yeah, there's a couple of times. But, you know, they did get away with that, they did use the framing very well and the 16 mil very well. Uh, I do think it's a very angry film towards the Catholic Church, and I think justifiably so, because all the shit the Catholic Church got up to. Um, it was thrown on the screen, but it has been covered by films like Magdalene Sand, by the, the, the sisters, by the other ones. There's a few films that cover this material. And okay, they didn't put the horror element of it. Um, so, like the thing about the C sections, which I didn't actually know that the Catholic Church were against the C section. Uh, this was that was entirely news to me, and I think both all of our mothers have had C sections. Is that correct? No, my mother mm-hmm. not had a C section. Oh, okay, okay. My mother has also not had a C section. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I thought I thought she had, but uh, my mother was at a C section. But what did she have? Did she have a C-section or did she have a... She had a devil child, Michael. Synchronopsy? Was it synchronopsy? Uh, the phrase symphysiotomy. Hold on a second, take it over there. Uh, what, you're the medical expert, Marty? Exactly. Well, he has a, he's, a, he's a glorified drug dealer. So I, he's no, I'm the, I'm the resident vagina inspector. <laughs> Where's my blue glove? <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out the way. <laughs> what the baby? <laughs> so basically, this was a procedure actually before we where we find the name that they actually instead of like cutting the um, baby instead of cutting but cutting the baby out from the womb in the front, they actually used to cut the ligaments between the pelvic bone and the vagina and open it up that way and sometimes they actually cut the bone so the baby would come out naturally. Alright, yeah. so that's what the, that's why it took so long cutting her up. Yeah. Yes. And, was and exactly. Yeah, so yeah and that's why um uh symphysiotomies. Symphysiotomy. Yes. Uh, Got there together. We're, we're just making that bit up, but uh, yeah, so it's pretty gruesome fucking extremely invasive procedure if you're not in favour of a C-section like. Yeah, exactly. And actually, I was reading there that it's actually, it was only used in Ireland. Only ever used in Like, right. after the 19th century, it was only ever <laughs> used in Ireland. Yeah. It, was used, it was actually done to 1,800 women between 1960 and 1980. Right. So who have we got to blame for this? Eamon Devalera. Yeah. Yeah. Let the Catholic Church come. Exactly. It gets rid of one uh, empire and just fucking installs another one. Yeah. Which doesn't have the fucking, doesn't bother with the uh, burdens of like feeding the populace or educating the people, just fucking getting all their money. And well, in fairness, but I think that's very unfair. The Catholic Church did educate and treat people in hospitals. So I think it's very unfair to say that. I wouldn't be the largest fan of any organised religion, but you can't uh, say that the Catholic Church didn't do good in Ireland as well. I'm going to say exactly that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the... Uh, so what else have you brought up? The the, the ending? The ending did the sort ending, of... Yeah. It did get very... Um, uh, it did sort of... get rambly, the end. Like, the baby was born, and now, the, where is the baby? Okay. So they chased her down into the little... But they didn't just chase her down. They fucking spent bleeding... I don't know, maybe one fifth of the film trying to find this baby crying at the end. Well, to be fair, one fifth of the film wasn't very long. The film was only an hour and ten minutes long. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, the fact it's a short movie is probably to its its benefit. Yeah. I don't think it could have stood for another 20 minutes. No, it's benefit. Don't you think it should be on benefits as the director of this movie? (laughs) (laughs) That was shit. Scrap! Scrap! (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't think the film was that bad, to be honest with you. It was watchable. It was You're right. I couldn't watch it much longer. I think they were. They didn't know how to end the film. Yeah. Well, the fact that it was just like everyone died. It was just a bit fucking. Did everyone die? I think so. Yeah. Was the baby even born? I don't even. Know. Was there a baby? The, the, well, something came out of the dust. Something. Did it? Well, true. Actually, yeah. Because 
it was, is it is it the devil trying to try to you know birth its uh, birth of spawn of Satan? Is that what is happening in this place? Or is it a lot of ghosts that can't cross over because they're stubborn nimble? Exactly. Or are the nuns actually in a satanic cult? Like, who knows? We don't know. Yeah. yeah know. And that actually really bugs me. Like, do you know what? I want to know what's going on. I, just, I want to feel satisfied. Like, I don't want to feel like I fucking ate, like, a hundred million tons of sweets after I was trick-or-treating down Beltonay Road. Like, and then fucking have explosive diarrhea with the sugar-free ones. Like, it was just, oh, it was just drivel. Like, oh, I just didn't like it. Marty, I wish you went trick-or-treating down Sandy Road. <laughs> I went to trick or treat in Belfast before, as you well know. That's true. We in a bin bag. Yeah, we put we put a bin bag on Marty when I was at university. What were you seventeen? Mm-hmm. Seventeen. We put a bin bag on in the Holy Lands in Belfast. You got a cardi word there, did it? I did. Yeah. Where the rest was on bin? Because you suck. Michael's done. Right, we can also suck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trick or treat? Uh, <laughs> I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so what did you think of the film? Like, what was your what was your take I, on it? I liked it. Uh, I, I liked it. All right. I don't really like. It has to be a really bad film for me not to say it to myself. No, not I hated it. I think, but it, there was parts of it was all right. There was one we seen I liked. There was a shot where uh, you kind of your uh, focuses on the foreground of the shot when they were leaving the wee cell. That the girl. What do they call the girl? Kathleen? Yeah. Kathleen! They were going, uh, the priests and the nuns were going out arguing, and you could just see a hand, and then just like subtly you saw like this other hand, she was hiding a different hand, and I assumed it kind of looked like her own hand, but because it was on that side of the bed, and it was up the way, yeah, it was, up it was like the, the devil or something, or the demon or something was yeah. like touching her hand, but it was, it kind of looked like it was like a, you know, like a caring kind of well, handhold. Aye, so it was like a, yes. Yeah, so who was that? So that, was there that was another way? unexplained, you know, yeah, as, as you're saying, there's another unexplained sort of corridor yeah. that they went to. Because, yeah, was there, was there a sort of ghost child under the bed? Or was that a demon from beneath? Or was that a nun that was, yeah. that caused all that? Because we didn't even see what happened to the nun to cause her collapse. Yeah. Uh, she just was dead. Who killed her? The other nun? Did she kill herself? Because then that nun came and killed them. Like, it just made no sense and there was nothing. Like, yeah. And then there was a part about... Um, because the babies were in limbo, it was her job to look after the babies in limbo. Yeah. But it was that the demon's job to look after the babies in limbo, or was it Kathleen's job, or? And where did this limbo thing come out of? Like, because well, it was lim- purgatory. Lim- no, limbo, limbo, limbo was, was a thing in Ireland. Was it? Catholic the babies that weren't uh, baptized. Yeah, because they were born for original sin. So they weren't going up and they weren't going down, and the babies praying for them, so they weren't going to purgatory. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they, but they didn't bring really us up. They did actually dismissed that doctrine in 2007 yeah. just decided oh yeah all that stuff we were telling you was infallible truth not true anymore <laughs> <laughs> I do I was thinking that while I was watching the film I was like that's not really anymore but isn't it convenient for the Catholic Church that Satan seems to hate all of their fucking iconography like he doesn't put he doesn't put those Hindu symbols upside down just the cross with Jesus and crucifix do you know what I mean? That's true. That's true. But then again, if he actually, you know, if he'd done that Hindu symbol, it would just turn it into the swastika. Yeah, you know I mean? oh, true, yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe it does. Maybe it works in mysterious ways. Well, he seems to be more effective. <laughs> maybe he just, he's just um, jealous of Jesus' abs. True. Was he a strategy? Yeah. Well, I see he's up on that cross. <laughs> 40 days, 40 night diet, out in the desert. Doing nothing but fucking berries and fucking cardio. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jesus, Jesus was the original bear girl. Exactly. Yeah, I'm very unimpressed, I have to say. About the film. Uh, yeah. There was good acting in it. Very good acting upon it. I, did, I, did, I have to say, some of the shots and everything look quite well. The, re- the, the mother superior character, I don't... Always, why was she? She was just angry. Just, just, just angry. A bad evil person. Yeah, yeah there was no it. reason. Yeah. Like she gave the speech about all oh, you just coming here sweeping stuff under the carpet, but this is just like a random two priests that came there. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't think why was she. You know, I do think penis envy is a thing. You don't have one, you're not getting one, so you're gonna be angry. I don't understand why. So. Well, what, <laughs> what kind of person do you have to be to voluntarily devote yourself to a life like that? So not even a life devoted to God, which you could argue with priest is doing. But a life devoted to God, where you're necessarily the subservient of the priest, you're you're making yourself a subservient subject. But are you? I don't really think that. Trapping yourself into a little 
you know, glorified jail cell of a little of a convent, like do you know what I mean? And yet they're like vowed to poverty. Yeah, exactly. And when when you when people with that mindset devote their lives to that, then they get this fucking uh, this this uh, you know personality trait that they are the pure and uh, they are the you know they are the ones that can pass judgment because they are the ones sacrificing all this. So they have this fucking mentality that they're uh, you know completely right in everything they do. So you know. Who cares? We're fucking sawed across her her pelvic bone. So what's what's to be done? She's an outsult. Do you know she, what I mean? She and lay with man. Exactly. Yeah. Which it turns out she didn't because she was a virgin. Well, she exactly. was stuck in a cave. She was stuck in a in solitary confinement. But then this is another thing I don't understand. It's like what 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 was the whole point of the of the nuns even there? Do you know what I mean? Well, that's what I'm saying. So I think the framing device of having it happen in a Magdalene asylum did actually make sense if you know all the supernatural stuff going on but I think that was a genius way to do that. I thought this was going to be really good because actually I thought that would have been so good you could have yeah. used so much material to actually make this movie based on the Magdalene Laundries you could have had like a lot of like horrific things going on yeah. you didn't need to go on to so much supernatural stuff that just doesn't make sense like yeah, it, true, yeah. it wasn't even supernatural stuff that didn't make sense it was like if they picked one thing and then just went with that but actually there was like this and this and yeah. this and this and this and nothing was explained Yeah, they could have they could have picked the whole uh, all the dead babies thing and there's exactly. all the ghosts doing it yeah exactly that's what I was about to say so I think what they were trying to do was all the scandals of the Catholic Church to put them all into one one hour movie and it just meant they were, they were just spreading themselves too wide so for example the catacombs immediately made me think of Hotel uh, Gwen, which isn't a Catholic place it's actually just a, a place in Jersey where babies were found uh, buried under the ground and it turns out that Prince Andrew and uh, and uh, Jimmy Savile were quite regular visitors of this, you know, places like that. So that's what that made me think of. And then, of course, there's also the Tomb Babies. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There's also the Tomb Babies scandal. So they're trying to put everything into the one. And as you say, if that had just chosen one yeah. way to go down it, to explore this thing, I think there would have been more focus. Yeah, I think there was no focus at all. Like, it was uh, more out of focus than 16mm films. That's <laughs> fucking sets right. That were very welded. You wanted yeah, exactly. some, uh, some torture on there? And yeah, and this is so what I said. I said the times that every time you wanted to document something spooky, yeah. for some reason the, the battery started flickering yeah. out. Exactly. <laughs> and then at the end, they went out, and then for some reason he just got it up and running again. He would never flick out once. And then he went and got that bleeding baby, and it wasn't even fucking there. So where was it? And then, yeah, and then Mother Spirit wakes up. <laughs> and eats him? Uh, well, yeah, so what, was she just a. She, she the devil then? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, so it, it does actually start delegitimizing the anger that the film is trying to portray by just turning it into this ghosts and goblins sort yeah. of, uh, you know, battle of the like, powers of evil. Like. Some films do it really well. Like, um, if you look at The Descent, like, I think The Descent was an amazing horror movie. Like, and it turned into a fest, but I won't talk about it that much. Oh, no, sorry, I'm thinking of The Hole. I was about to say, do you know who's in that? No. Yeah. Do you remember this actor that came up and started performing in Newsnight, Lawrence Fox? Oh. He's in either the Descent or the Hole, I can't remember which one. But, uh, he's not in the Descent, it's an all female cast. Oh, okay, then. well, there you go. Um, but there's an Irish woman now, maybe we should do it next Halloween. Possibly. We still, yeah. have, we still got shrooms to do. We do have shrooms. I've never actually seen that film. But neither have I, we'll see it for next Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, Aaron Sweaters, any, did you see any there? Uh, I didn't spot them because nobody was wearing civvies. I seen a wee penguin sit every now and again. A wee penguin sit? Yeah. Did you? I did, yeah. <laughs> I was actually waiting for them to go, I will follow him, follow him wherever he may go. There is an ocean too deep. Too deep. My mouth is so high, it can keep, keep me away. Did, didn't, want to, didn't want to spoil your fun there, Marty, that's why we didn't chime in. I didn't, because I thought it would be funny not to chime in. <laughs> Well, yeah, so... Oh, by the way, just to ask Jesus' question, right? Um, do nuns usually talk like talk to priests like that? As you said yourself, they're... Disrespect, I mean. uh, Yeah, so they used to go out of their way to look after them and stuff. Well, she, pro- she as Mother Superior, probably did outrank that priest. Uh, yeah. So... Okay. But even that title, Mother Superior, like, it's such a pyramidic structure, they fucking just built into the thing. The Muller Superior, how patriarchal did he get like yeah, Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Three nuns in a bath. Which one's that, Colic? I don't know which one. The one with the black bush? 
vulgar. <laughs> Well, I mean, the podcast has already been cancelled for three times. <laughs> uh, we're surely just burning all the bridges we have towards, you know, our production exactly. with all the uh, BBC money. But it's okay, because we're starting our own media empire, New Ireland TV. Uh, but we forgot, Micah, see the money that we make from this podcast. We're actually reinvesting this back in the company. <laughs> and we'll all phone you whenever we uh, have another podcast. I'm not doing my pay for the next podcast. Don't you all shut up. Have we got any contracts here? Uh, has... Maka, first of all, right, if I'm playing on someone's song, right, for example, I make sure I get a blatant contract with what I'm getting out of that by the end of it. Like, they have, you just send in and say, right, what am I getting out of it? Write it down. Send it to me. I'm inventing a new venom at the minute, and I sent it off to, like, a company in England. I, first of all, sent them a non-disclosure agreement so they can't copy it or use it, and I got them to send it back to me, and then I sent... You to, like... Did you study law? Uh, well, I was present with a law degree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I did study law. Yes. So you need to like you need to you need um, the thing is you need to stand up for yourself. These artsy people just fucking try. Yeah, just, Once they get their money, then they want to keep all their money to themselves. This is the problem. Well, see, this is, uh, when, as far as I know, well, no, I don't. I don't actually remember how it was all put together. But it would have been put together on the f- kind of places like Gumtree or Facebook groups where people would be just. You know, everyone would be chipping in because we're all trying to, you know, bring the boats up. Like, nobody was expecting the thing to make any money at all. Like, so what you're saying is put together as shoddily as this movie? I didn't say that. <laughs> 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 the movie looked alright, I said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I like the, I like the movie alright. Yeah, they're saying the abuse of young artists is not... Um, well, not yeah, great. exactly. And actually, uh, a person who actually is doing a really good thing for young artists today, I see it on the TV, is Daniel O'Donnell. He was in England there and he was saying how he's going to have this show on and do this online show and people can donate to it. It's going to distribute to the young musicians. Which is more than Rishi Sunak's doing. More than Michal Martin's doing. Fucking name, Marty. Exactly. Why do you have the British ones first, though? Because they're the overlords. They can see the overlords coming down now. But you didn't recognise their authority? I don't recognise their authority, but I recognise their money. Well, again, you're just fucking buying into their own, literally buying into their fucking system of... Yeah, but you know the joy I have, like, getting my dual money and then defending <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, I don't get the uh, Job Seekers Alliance. Right. I, back to this film, Marty. I don't want to hear your rhetoric. Who's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hosting here? Speak, I'm going to host the rent this part now, Okay. You've lost all objectivity with your, uh, with your scrapping rents. Ah, uh, okay, right. I, I relinquish my uh, hosting about our uh, hosting it's, this this one time it's, because a it's a Halloween special and b salmon special. I salmon special. But it's only for one question. I want to take it from him because of his rant. I was going to ask them: Is the devil's doorway in the raw? I would consider the devil's doorway definitely not in the raw. Not pretty sure it's not in the RA, I don't know. No, I agree, it's not in the RA. And the first clue was when we saw who funded it. Exactly. The Occupy Six County screen. Yeah. That's great. Although, to be fair to them, they have funded Hunger and, Game, and films like that. So, uh, I was about to say Game of Thrones, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they funded Game of Thrones? They also used that money and reinvested it in company. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, why do these, pay, like, these people come here, you like just like the Goldman, they come and steal our natural resources and then just leave with it, just like hung, or the Hunger Games. Uh, what's it called, that thing? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, never seen it. So they come in here, I was actually on a flight one time, an easy jet flight from London to Belfast, and everyone was fucking right from, no, everyone was from Game of Thrones. Yeah, I see that's what they do, they fucking hire all the actors in London, and then the top end production staff. Then they come over here and just sprinkle a wee bit of fucking, you know, Extra minimum money. wage to get, you know, runners and extras and stuff. And, uh, and, and then, then they get a big tax break for filming here. So actually, they're not out any money filming here than filming anywhere else. Exactly. But you know what, this is the problem. This is what happens with the British government. They just completely, like, suck everything out of uh, Belfast and Everett's right now, so you've got a reliance on the leading Chancellor of the Exchequer of the United Kingdom. Well, to to, follow, to extend upon that, the, the existence of these funding bodies Number one means that you, as an artist, are panhandling to the state, looking for permission to make your, make your art. 
which means you're never ever going to make so uh, such you know uh, art that is so what's the word I'm looking for radical radical or yeah the radical that's extreme extreme yeah uh, subversive is the word I was looking for you'll never make anything so subversive that it goes against whatever the popular narrative of that day is do you know what I mean so you're not an artist you're just something pawn yeah you're just you're good at filling in fucking application forms what do you fucking do you fucking losers <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an artiste like fun you last I do find I do find that a lot of these things that seem to be uh, NI screen funded are all based around like things topics of the day like um, was it five minutes from heaven
there's something breaking the illusion the whole time, mm-hmm. which again is fair enough. That's that's a it's good technique. Uh, it did make it sometimes a bit distracting when I couldn't see what they were actually looking at because the window was reflecting on the TV. Like, so no, would that have any effect on it? No, I just no. I have nothing more to say about this film. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this film. I'm behind my snakes on a staff. Will I give it? I, I could give it several dead fetus bodies from buried under a tank in June out of ten, but I think I would give this film two snakes on a staff. Two? Very low for me now. I don't that think is very low I, for you. Like, you gave the quiet man like nine. <laughs> you set yourself in the wrong path there. Yeah, true. But I've disregarded the first one, and ever since I've been, like, giving it the proper, what I think. I was just very excited about her first podcast. Well, you see, this is true, this is true. This is going to be like the first season of RuPaul's Drag Race that no one knows about, like the last season, which like it literally looks like someone filmed it with Vaseline across the fucking camera screen. They did, Marty. <laughs> they brought it. <laughs> they done a very, very close-up. <laughs> um, so, do you want any final thoughts from you, other than that? Um, I've pretty much said everything I was going to say about it. Uh, and yourself, Marty? Uh, I'll, um, yeah, no, it's crap. But, in saying that... You'd watch it again? No, I wouldn't. I actually <laughs> wouldn't. Alright, uh, well, I guess as the host, I will say, wrap this up. Wrap it up. Um, I hope everyone has a, a happy sign. What is it, Ask Gilgum, Marty? Eha Sawa. Gona Ditch. Yes, it's Eha Ana Ona Ditch. Ah. Uh, yeah, so that's the end of this podcast, Chatting Pictures, the Irish Film Review, sponsored by Hang Sandwich. Uh, what is Hang Sandwich? Give us more Fun, joy, laughter. I mean, affordable prices. No, what is it? It is. High quality apparel. Maka? Quality apparel, fast delivery. And it's probably funny Irish t-shirts. Exactly. So come back next week and we will be doing other Irish films for us to review. So it's goodbye from everybody at Chatting Pictures. William, you're a crap host.